Okaton Kreese is going off to bring other Mandalorians in exile to us so that we may join together once again. But she shows her face. Bo-Katan walks both worlds. And she can bring all tribes together. It is time to retake Mandalore. It's the Mandalorian Man with Din Djarin, Grogu, Bo-Katan, featuring Grief Karga, Tim Meadows, musical guest Chumbawamba, and your host, Geek Mentality Mike. Ladies and gentlemen, Geek Mentality Night! Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's great to be here back on The Mandalorian Man, where today I am here talking about Chapter 21, The Pirate. Now it's very late, and I'm very tired, so let's jump right into it. We're we're back on Navarro with Carweathers, Grief Karga. He is uh he's working on some important plans. It looks like they're trying to just improve things. He's like, move this over here and what about a railway? And it's all about making Navarro better. But all of a sudden that pirate Mossman shows up and he's there to get revenge and boom he starts firing on them and they're like, come on, let's get you out of here. And he said, I won't abandon my city. This is Grief Karga. Uh, and probably many people, seemed like many people died, many people people were fleeing, um, and at one point, uh, Grief and Pirate Man are talking to each other. He's like, you know, um, you gotta, this is what you get for, you know, taking my guy out. He's like, your guy was start, you guys started it, he was showing up drinking and belligerent, he's like, you shot all my men in cold blood, which isn't true at all. I mean, it's kind of, it's not exactly true. He did shoot them all. But um, not enough, you know, they they started it. They started it. Uh, so he, um, we cut over to a bar. I don't know where this bar is, but it's where a bunch of X-Wing pilots hang out. Uh, and Grief Cogger, he's reaching out, you know, it's Carl Weathers. He sent a distress signal out to this dude. He's like, look, um, you know, I need you. Uh, I, I, you said I, you could help me once, and so I'm, I'm calling in. I'm playing my help card. You know, Captain Tiva, please help me out. Uh, we have some pirates helping uh, on Navarro. I don't ask lightly for this because remember, he wants to stay independent. He does not want to be part of the New Republic, which ends up being part of a part of a problem. It seems like. So that pilot dude, he's like, he gets the call. He's like, hmm, I need to look into this. And he's some big purple dude comes over and he's like, oh man, by the time you hear back anything from, you know, the uppity ups, um, it'll be too late. So he's like, well, F it. Then I'm going to go have to go myself. That's what I thought. I thought he was going to go himself to go, you know, take out the pirate. But he goes instead back, 
he goes directly to you know the um, the New Republic, whatever department, office, whatever part he is part of. He's going there, <coughs> excuse me, to you know file for um, approval to go help the Navarroans. So he goes into this uh, dude's office and, oh my God, it is, um, first of all, we see that, that woman there from that spinoff episode where she took the good doctor and fried his brain and she used to work for Moff Gideon. But uh, the person he goes to see, the uh, colonel or whatever, it's friggin' Tim Meadows, the Tim Meadows. He's a Star Wars now. So he goes um, to ask for permission to go to Navarro, and um, and Tim Meadows is like, oh, "What is Navarro? I don't even know it." Oh, it's a planet out on the outer rim, and that woman comes in pretending to ask him if he wants a lemonade or something. He's like, "Hey, you know about the outer rim? Did you know this place, Navarro?" She goes, "Oh yeah, yes, yes, I, I've been there." Um, but you know what? They're they're not a member planet. They're not part of the uh, they're not part of the Republic. And Tim's like, "Oh, ooh, that's." Hmm, I'm not sure that's not good. Uh, there's a lot of people who take precedence who are part of our uh, republic who need you know need help. And I noticed the captain looked at her pin, and I don't think she tr- he trusts her very well. And guess what? He shouldn't. Uh, so, but the captain's like, look, this isn't an isolated thing, okay? There's talks of stormtroopers walking around there, uh, and you know, Marf Gideon tried to take over once. That could be connected. And then he heard that Moff Gideon never made it to trial. Uh-oh. He's still out there. I think this woman has something to do with it. I think she does. Uh, but Tim Meadows is like, look, this isn't a, rebe- a rebellion anymore. We need to do things by the book. She's like, yeah, maybe this will show them why they should join the Republic. He's like, by letting them suffer? You know, that's a very imperial way of thinking. But she's like, no, 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 I've learned my lesson. Tim Meadows can't make any promises, but he's like, I will allocate some resources. Um, But he's like, look, something's happening, and by the time you act, it's going to be too late. And um, she watches him go, and I I wrote down, is she working for Gideon? I tend to think she is. So we see Grief and his people now walking in like this desert area outside the city, and they look back. The city is in flames. He's like, people, don't worry. Help will arrive. I've asked the New Republic. Help will arrive. Um, but doesn't sound like the Republic will help. So this dude, being a good guy, he's not about to give up. So he heads over to, um, he's got his own R2 unit, but it's not an R. It's an R, it's an R unit. Because this is an R7, unless it's R2, R7. Uh, he heads over to Mandalorian Beach. And there's our Mando. And he's like, uh... Dude, how did you find us? What are you doing here, and how did you find us? He's like, look, I know I shouldn't be here, but fortunately, I served with someone amongst your ranks, and it's the R5 unit, that other robot that they that I think they used before to check on Mandalore. He used to work with uh, the New Republic, so they must still talk, I guess, or he put a tracker on them or something, so I wonder if they're going to get rid of this robot. They're like, listen... You got to help us. You got to help uh, um, Navarro. Um, and <clears throat> he talks to Din privately. He's like, "Look, um, oh, first Din's like, we can let him go. I, he helped me once. We can trust him. 
uh, but we're going to have to move. We're going to have to relocate. He's like, he tells him, look, um, your buddy needs help. I wanted to tell you because I think you would help him. I think it's, um, you know, I think the Empire is trying to rebuild. And I feel like someone should know. He says he, know, he knows you'll relocate, but on his word, he will never reveal where they are. And Mando's like, hmm, I want to help. So then he talks to everyone <clears throat> around the Mandalorian campfire at night. He asks them to help. He's like, look, Cog is a different dude now, okay? He helped me, he helped the kid, and he's even offered me land. He's like, perhaps this is our chance, our chance to, you know, have our own land, live out in the open again, have our kids playing in the sunlight. And then he gives up the, he's holding this big hammer. I guess it's the talking hammer or the user for talking. And he hands it to the, uh, well, you know who it is. It's the lady blacksmith. So he hands it to her and she's like, anybody else want to talk? And then big Mando gets up and ooh, does he pull a fast one. He's like, <clears throat> I was there fighting against Grief Kaga. I saw many of our people die against the Imperial, you know, when the Imperial folks came in. And now we're asked to do this again. Why? And then the twist, he goes, because we are Mandalorian and we fight by their side. Uh, he, oh, he said he will fight by their side. And he, and he gets them all excited. He's like, this is the way. So Bo-Katan basically be, um, starts, is leading them because she seems to have the most uh, military uh, experience. So she has a bunch of them on, on her ship and Grogu and Din are on their ship. And she tells the ones on her ship, he's like, you know, you once lived, you were, you lived there once hiding in the shadows, in the sewers, but now you can be heroes just for one day. And, uh, the place looks like crap. Like it was so beautiful and perfect before, but now like the man, the, uh, all the pirates and there's, there's like pirates. There's so many, there's the lizard face man. There's the butt face man. There's all the different, um, Star Wars people. Um, and they're. They're just, they're drinking, they're shooting it like those little, um, the little dudes who hung out by Jabba the Hutt, they, they live in the trees, they're shooting at them. They're, they're being just very unbecoming. But then the Mandos come in and start, boom, 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 and they start shooting. And right now they think there's only one ship. They think it's just Mando. He's like, oh, uh, Mando, Mandalorian, you've come back. <clears throat> He's like, that's right. Bam, bam. And he starts shooting at Captain Swampface's uh, um, spaceship, space pirate ship, whatever the hell you want to call it. Big space fight. Uh, then um, Grief and Din talk. He's like, thank you, Mando, for helping me. He's like, yeah, um, I also want to take you up on that offer for land. And then let me go kill some more pirates. So he's killing pirates. Then Bo-Katan's ship comes in. She drops a bunch of them. They drop down with their with their flying packs, pew, 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 coming in, shooting. Um, and they are, they're just like beating the crap out of everyone. One of the dudes has one of those Predator guns, was it? Was it Jesse Ventura that had it? <laughs> you know, the ones that just kind of just has tons of bullets or laser bullets. Uh, but then some of the pirates set up a gun on the balcony, and they're like way up high, and they pew, pew, they take him down. But that is until Lady Blacksmith shows up, and she has her talking hammer, and she's like, "I'm going to make you talk to God." And then he hits, she hits him over the head and smashes them, so they're dead. And you know, now they're in heaven, in in space heaven. Uh, and then, so she takes a bunch of them out. Then the people of Navarro come back, and they have the pirates pinned in between uh, them and the Mandos, and they just, they give up. So there's, like, um, that one dude who was in the first episode, remember he was the one drinking at the school, 
then he's the one who lured Mando into fight with Captain Swampface. Uh, he's like, Captain, it's been nice working with you, but I'm going to make like a tree and get out of here. So he takes off. He abandons uh, the pirates, but he lives to see another day. So, and I, he, during all this going on, he was obsessed with trying to get Mando. Instead of defending the main pirate ship, he just wanted to take Mando and Grogu out. Grogu didn't do much in this episode. He cooed a little. He smiled a little, but he didn't do much. Um, so he goes off. I don't. We're definitely not done with him. And then there's a, the first mate who looked like, I think he was wearing like a little pirate hat, but he looked like the Duke. If I'm wrong, I don't remember. He reminded me of the dude who Nick Nolte voiced in the first season, the one, the clip I always play at the end of every episode, I have spoken. He seemed like the same kind of dude. And he's like, uh, Captain, we need to get out of here, okay? Uh, and the captain's like, I don't think so. That's not a good idea. And I love that his, pi- his pirate ship actually has like a boat wheel, like he turns, and he starts firing on them. And Din and Boa like, we got to take him out. And uh, you think there's going to be this giant battle, but they're just like, bing, 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 shoot him. And they take him out. Like, I thought this guy would be a much bigger deal in this season. Nope. He's already gone. His ass is grass. Well, I mean, technically it already was grass, but now it's dead, burnt grass. So uh, Grief gives a nice speech, thanking them all. And he's like, listen, you're welcome to this land. He says, you can have from here to here. I don't remember what the hell he says. Uh, He says, you may not have a home planet anymore, but you have a home. Welcome. And everyone's clapping and they're very happy. And uh, Bo is told to go see the armorer. He's like, the armorer wishes to speak with you. I'm like, who the hell's the armorer? And then I realized, oh, it's, say it with me, Lady Blacksmith. So Bo goes down into the sewer, and it's the old forge that they used to use when they lived down in the sewer, when they were just dirty sewer people. Uh, She talks, the uh, armorer talks to Bo about the forge on Mandalore, says how, you know, she's at the forge here now. It's, it's basically used the same way, um, but it's, it's not the same, but it's still a forge. And she says, you know, remove your helmet. Bo is resistant, but uh, Lady Blacksmith's like, you know, do you respect my station? Then take it off. So she takes the helmet off, and um, her hair's still perfect. And she's like, listen, uh, we must walk the way together, all Mandalorians. She says, you know, you saw the mythosaur. I was told that was just a myth growing up, but you saw it. That's a sign. Okay, you've, bought, you've walked in both worlds, in all the tribes. You are the one who can reunite us. One Mandalore under bow with liberty and helmets for all. So she and Lady Blacksmith go outside, and everyone is in shock that her helmet's off. But the Lady, lady Blacksmith's like, she's the one. She's going to go off and find the other Mandalores in, uh, Mandalorians in exile and bring them together. I'm thinking maybe Sasha Banks. She says, or isn't she uh, uh, Mercedes Monet now? Uh, She walks in both worlds. She can bring all tribes together. It is time to retake Mandalore. And I was like, wait, you just got to Navarro. Now you're going to leave and go retake Mandalore? Are you going to rebuild it on Navarro, or are you going to retake the planet now that the Mythosaur is there? Is that the sign to go back? And maybe it'll take a long time. I don't know, but you feel like... um, Carl Weathers is going to be like, dude, you j- I just offered you all this land and you're going to leave? So you think that it seems like that would be the end of the episode. Uh, and it almost is. But then we jump back 
to the X-wing dude, the X-wing captain, and he's flying along, having a, you know having a nice time, and he finds what appears to be an abandoned, attacked ship. And uh, is that a Y-wing? And if you if you're wondering why a Y-wing, and I think it's a Y-wing because it's in the shape of a Y. That's why an upside down Y. If it's a Y ship, if it's not, then I'm completely wrong. So he calls it in. And the guy's like, yeah, the, there is a ship supposed to be out there, but it's classified. So he has, um, so I wonder who, who is or was on that ship. So he has his R7 unit launch, launch a probe, and it looks like the little thing that comes out of R2, but on R7 it flies out. and can fly over to the, uh, to the ship, and you can send a signal back, you know, to the, he can kind of send it back to, uh, you know, back to Houston, back to the command center. Uh, and they're like, this is a New Republic prison t- transport. And they look inside, there's some dead bodies, and, and they're like, oh my goodness, this is the ship that Moff Gideon was supposed to be on. There are no survivors, and there's no sign of Moff Gideon. So he scans for clues, and he's like, wait, there's something. Is that a fragment of Baskar alloy? And then the other guy, the other guy says, are you saying Moff Gideon was taken by Gulp Mandalorians? And dun 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 that was the end of the episode. Did I really just do that in like 15, 17 minutes, something like that? My goodness gracious. This was written by Johnny Favs and directed by Peter Ramsey. And, and I'm going to say, who is Peter Ramsey? What has he directed? Oh, he only directed uh, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. He was one of the directors for, for that. It looks like he's done mostly animation. So is this his first Live action directorial film. Um, oh, there is a nope, there's a show called Lost Ollie, which is animation and um, live action that I didn't even know existed and it looks very cute. But um, I don't know if he directed all of that or one of them or oh, he directed the whole thing. Uh, but the, he directed The Mandalorian. It was a great episode. Action-packed. And I assume this guy will be around directing many more to come. I feel like this is going to be another name added to the pot that you're going to start seeing. Rise of the Guardians. I've heard like, that's supposed to be pretty good, isn't it? Uh, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That is a very, very good. Uh, yeah, everything else looked like it's, it's pretty much animation. Cool. So I love seeing people come from the world of animation to the world of, um, I don't know, blockbuster sci-fi, and it's seamless. I, I always wonder how directing animation is, because are you directing the actors and listening to them and then w- overseeing the creation of the animation? I always wonder how that works, because it's not, it's not one-to-one. Working with the actors, I'm sure, is very similar. But the visual idea of things, it's, 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 a, it's a different... I, I, always, I just wonder. I don't know. Uh, but I, he's, he's worked on live-action movies, just in different art departments and, and stuff like that. And stuff like that. That's my professional. Fight Club? Cool. Storyboard artist for Fight Club. Oh, my God, this guy. This guy's living the dream. All right, anyway, um, that's it. Short and sweet uh, and good, good, good. I enjoyed this episode a lot, and it was great to see Tim Meadows show up uh, as like a just a surprising 
character that I wouldn't expect. And he's just like, he just makes me smile whenever he talks, whatever he says. And he's not playing like, I mean, he's, he's playing a little lightheartedness, but he's not playing like over the top silly comedian. Um, fun episode, enjoyable episode. But um, I'm trying to think, where do we go from here? So now Bo-Katan has a mission. Does Din Djarin go with her? Is like it seems like Din he's doing stuff, but it's not focused on him. Once he once he took his his bath, it's not quite as focused on him. These last few, hmm. but I'm still loving it, and I hope you all do. Now listen, love, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Geek Mentality. The Facebook page is Fans Not Experts. The website is fansnotexperts.com. Calm. Uh, wow, this is a short one, but I don't know. It just feels like it. I went through everything. I even did take some notes. Like I didn't just fly through it, but um, just really cool. I wonder where if the Mandos are going to set up and live on Navarro for a while, and then start venturing off to go pick up Mandalore with the help of other people, or are we going to leave and go with Bo and Din? to go try to bring some, um, quote-unquote, people in exile, bring them back to uh, join the force of Mandalores. I don't know. We'll find out, and I'll be back here next week to do it all again. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing, and may the force be with you. Fans not experts.